welcome to another episode of the Prickly Cactus Podcast. This week's guest, Mama Philp, my own mother. How are you, Mom? Hi, honey. How are you? I'm glad to be here with you guys. Yeah, thanks for thanks for coming down. I appreciate you making the time. Really. <laughs> How are you keeping? Are you healthy? Yes. Another day. Another. Yes. Lots going on. Coming out of post-COVID. Yeah, coming out of post-COVID. If I can call it that, coming out of that. The big disruption to our ex- entire existence. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy how much life has changed in a year and a half. Especially for you, because you, you are an entrepreneur and running a business through all this. Really had you having to adapt, I would think, and make changes and everything. Well, I remember when um, they made an announcement at a dental convention that I attended for anyone that was there to quarantine. Um in the very first weeks of this. And it was interesting. So what I did is I booked a trip to Mexico with Zoe and my niece, Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> you got out of Dodge. Yeah. I said, the human race is, is freaking out right now. Maybe this won't last. So we stayed in Mexico as long as possible. And how, yeah, for like four weeks? No, 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 no. It was two. Two weeks? It was two, yeah. But we resort hot because we every resort would close and then we'd find the next open one and stay as long as we could. And so you guys would be like some of the only guests on the resort. That would be Oh, yes. We were like six people in maybe a, a, a palace resorts, which is 5,000 rooms. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. crazy. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. I remember getting the call that uh, my entire client-based profession was sent home without notice. And shut down for the first time in history. All the all the dental industry. They shut dentistry completely down. That's crazy. Yeah, so that's why the, a few more resorts for me to fr- process and yeah. <laughs> figure out what I'm gonna do to let that sink in. Because yeah. yeah, so much of your so much of your business is going and speaking. And well, workshops. It, yes. So eighty cents on the dollar. My business is in person. In person, yeah. Audiences, one on one travel. Um, in a dental practice, coaching them, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I had to, uh, I had to either stay in Mexico and become a resident because <laughs> when they talked about COVID there at that time, it was, don't worry, take a siesta as their hotels are all empty. Now. Take a siesta, yeah. <laughs> take a siesta, you'll be okay. That's funny. Yeah. So I could, I think though, the good thing is, if we would have known how long this would have lasted, it would have deflated the. Uh, I think people, the people that did stand up and react, react and respond. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, pivoting. There's be a lot of words we won't want to hear probably five years from now, like new normal, pivoting, yeah. right, all of those things. But, I mean, I think this showed us a lot about the human race. But it also, um, you know, if you put away the isolation, the, the following of the rules, the politics, the science of all of this, there's a lot that. A lot of great things that are going to come out of this. No, for sure. We'll, we'll definitely, there'll be a lot of improvements in areas that there wasn't necessarily before. Yeah, well, I mean, just having a birthday, right? Yeah. My double five birthday, now we go backwards, but realizing everything's just stages of life. So it's just going to be, COVID's going to be like a stage of life. Yeah, like it's like a one chapter in your in right. your book for your life sort of thing. Well, I think even for the younger gen, like, you know, your sister who didn't go to high school for 18 months. Yeah. Right? All remotely, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, had to modify competing in dance to the basement on Zoom, those kinds of things, yeah. right? So, yeah, it's going to be interesting, but I think I it's the best thing that ever happened as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. It, it went... Uh 
yeah, it, it sometimes when something challenges you like that, if and it forces you to change, it, it's usually for the better. I think because well, you're adapting. Yeah, I mean, one percent. I mean, when you look at an event or a crisis or something that's out of our control, right? One percent is the actual event. Ninety nine percent is how you choose to respond. How you respond? To it, yeah. <laughs> How you look at it, no, right? That's a good point, yeah. But it took, a, I mean, it's, this has been going on for a long time. But I think, yeah, pivoting and and having a great team, as far as you were asking about the business part. Mm-hmm. I mean, personally, though, getting off the road, you realize how much travel ages you yeah. <laughs> and exhausts you and how much uh, time it sucks. Yeah, because you were doing, what, like 100? 100 days, yeah. 100 days a year. Yeah, so that basically stopped. My clientele were in their basement freaking out, figuring out what do we do. They've never been ordered out of their dental practices. And then going through all the stages of getting PPE, right? So then they said dentists can do emergency care because everyone's going to the emergency room. So COVID has had a huge positive impact on patients' perception of where dentistry fits. Gotcha, yeah, yeah. Right, because there's nothing worse than a toothache. Yeah, people want that. And you can't find someone to relieve your pain, right? Yeah. But yeah, and then pivoting my team, I came back and my team was, you know what, we did eight and fives every day for 320 days. <laughs> eight and fives. Yeah, a debrief every every morning and a debrief every at the end of every day. Oh, gotcha. And then yeah, I spent four hours a day writing and then we'd basically go out to all of dentistry to get to guide them. Yeah, yeah, because you made uh, a survival guide. COVID for, survival guide, For yeah. dentistry, yeah. yeah, which is really cool. Yeah, so it's pivoting, but I, it's was fun for me, not because of the illness and, 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 and people losing their livelihoods yeah. and their businesses, but more from a perspective of your home, everything that you knew for 20 years How you made has to dramatically be transformed to stay alive. Yeah. You had to basically readapt your whole business model. Well, I, you were doing yeah, for I took, 20 years. so all the things that my coaches delivered on site, I... Uh, got together with a course writer, and we basically transformed 11 e-learning courses that are accredited <clears throat> Okay. Um, so that <clears throat> dental professionals can learn online. So they can do it remotely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I had to convert the content, and that's sold on our website, right? So that I had to, re- I had to replace significant revenue buckets. Yeah. Right? So um no one could go to a dental practice no one could so we did town halls we did uh town halls like a like a zoom but bigger right well town halls more where you bring on experts at certain topics okay and then i can interview them or other people and you know other dentists how they're how we're adapting because every single day a new rule came out yeah and you're trying to keep up with it well, I had to stay ahead of it. Stay ahead of it, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You're stay trying ahead. to anticipate yeah. and yeah, stay make ahead. the changes stay ahead accordingly. Of it. So I think, you know, when I when I said to my team, what I'm not sure what we're going to do yet, um, because all their livelihoods would be done. Yeah. Right? Because they they work based, they get, they're contractors. So I said, we can lay down and just go, okay. Or we can outwork everyone. Yeah, we can keep going. And well, we, we just outwork them and lead the lead the course, what we we're destined to do for 20 years. So it definitely worked. Yeah. We gave back a lot, and it'll, it'll come back to us. Yeah, that's, that's definitely <clears throat> speaks to the <clears throat> entrepreneur in you, the, able your way to, the, able your, the way you were able to shift gears like that. Well, I'm a, kind of a born change agent. I'd love if every day was different. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a little bit in my genes, yeah, right? You, yeah, and you I love chaos disruption and... 
Yeah, you don't putting like the, the fish on the table, is. right? So yeah. <laughs> putting the fish on the table. <laughs> I love solving I like the, problems instead of letting them build up and become big mo- mountains later, right? Yeah. But, did, and do you miss the traveling at all? Because um, you did it for so long. I don't miss the traveling. I I I have a big fear of losing my status, though. <laughs> yeah. Because how many yeah, how many miles do you have? How many air miles? A million. Million, a million miles. miles. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. So you don't ever lose that, but you lose the. Uh, Anyways, yeah. So I'm, I'll make sure I can at least get that. Yeah. Keep that going. And then that gets you, um, you can fly to places. Well, really, status saves time. And time is money when you're traveling, yeah. right? Oh, for yeah. like check-ins and boarding. Oh, you're the front of the line and everything, yeah. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're definitely, and you're definitely a, a, the most efficient traveler. From what I remember, because a lot of people who go on a trip, like they bring their luggage and their carry-on, and then they're going to check their bag, and oh, I got to take this stuff out of my yeah. my checked bag into my carry-on, and they're fumbling around. Yes. Whereas you would just streamline the whole approach. You got your one bag, you're putting on yeah, carry-on, and you're just going straight through the terminal. I had one sitting in my bedroom, ready to go, with all black and white, all intermixed, with two pairs of shoes in the. Th- Right, and the other one was brown, yellow, yeah. <laughs> right, it's different color schemes. Yeah, you're always. That's funny. I forgot I did that. You're yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Well, it's like a robotic thing, right? Yeah, when, when you do it so long, yeah, yeah, it becomes second nature for sure. Yeah, and I remember. I think I made my team said I had a record 189 flights, and I never checked a bag. Wow, that's right? amazing. But yeah, there you you roll. Or there's lots of ways to do that. Yeah, I seen people uh, like with a Ziploc bag how they suck the air out of the bags when they're putting clothes in them. Yeah, people. I've seen people do that with a suitcase. They just suck all. They put everything in there and they suck it out, and then to compact it, and then they like step on yeah. it to get the zipper around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially with, since they char- started charging to check your bags, right? Yeah. Does every airline do that? Pretty well, I think. It's going to be interesting. What's going to happen with travel and the cost and? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't booked any flights or really looked at them. I, I don't know if they've gone up. A lot, yeah. Because everything's opening up again. Yeah, right now they're extremely higher than they used to be. Yeah, like, so that, like everything. Well, you know what's going to happen. People, even in business, learn how to do virtual, right? Yeah. If nothing else, we know how to be talking heads. <laughs> no, right? we're good at that, yeah. On Zoom, video calls. I think I don't think people, like videos, that's became really big. I think people are more accepting to it. Yeah. It's yeah, it's kind of become yeah normal now. Yeah, and people are yeah people are more used to that because it is like the same thing when you do a Zoom or do a FaceTime. You're you're seeing the person you're talking to, so it's and you're having a conversation. Well, at least you can have some body language, right? Not yeah. just words. Not just words yeah, and tone exactly. and tone too. But yeah, like my deep voice tone, right? Yeah, yeah. Your deep <laughs> voice. It's not that yeah. deep. Yeah. But, you know, I think, too, it's the workforce and, and everyone's perception of where work fits into their life is fascinating for me to watch. Like, yeah. I lost some people. I lost some people out of fear and out of um, just... Uncertainty. Uncertainty, but, you know, it's easy not to spend a lot of money when you can't go anywhere, right? Yeah. So, I think this country's been very generous to that. But, I mean, there's still lots of... You know, we were out last night, right? And yeah. And restaurants are able to have in dining, but they can't find employees to staff to yeah. work. Yeah, no, it's true. Right. So I think it's going to be interesting how it all comes out. If you're as small business owners, we worry just because they are uh, what's going to happen. How we're going to pay for all this? Yeah, definitely. It's got to come from somewhere, right? Yeah. So probably in the in our taxes or yeah, they got to they got to recoup 
yeah, all the all the money they gave for CERB, I guess it would be. Yeah, CERB, and then all of our small business loans. Yeah, right. Yeah, but the, I did, you know, I I did take the government subsidy of the small business loan and invest in a learning management system. So I did something good with it. Yeah, right, and um, to replace revenue and to to, to do new services. But I don't think we'll, uh, my bit, my company will ever go back to as much in person. Even after everything's completely yeah. open, yeah. Yeah, because we found better ways to, to, to train. Yeah, you found ways to make it work. Yeah. yeah, blended learning, we call it. Blended learning. Yeah, so we train dental professionals, dentists and dental professionals, yeah. and help them with their practice in all areas. So, But it was great to be, ho- be home. I built a deck. I know how yeah. to mow a lawn now. I gardened. <laughs> I planted 12 cedars by myself. I bought a wheelbarrow. I bought a wheelbarrow, I nice. painted... I got a hot tub. Yeah, got a got a pressure power washer <laughs> for my wonderful children for my birthday. I'm now worthy to be out there with the suburban men and do my power washing. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great tool. Oh, it's good. You're able. Yeah, you you found stuff to keep busy because that's the key, right? During COVID, you had to have something else besides work. You had to have some hobbies that really kept you going, keep your mind active, and. Yeah. Not just sitting down and dwelling. Well, and exercise too, right? Oh, obviously so, exercise is huge, yeah. Yeah, because you just, uh, like, you, you went back to running more in COVID, right? Mm. With your 10K you just ran? Yeah, I did yeah. 10K. But yeah, then, uh, yeah, going to do a marathon in October, like, training for that. But no, I definitely um, r- ran. I've never stopped running over the last, like, seven years, but I definitely was doing it less frequently. And then when COVID happened, it was like, oh, this will be something else. Plus, there weren't any events. They stopped doing the running events. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I did the one that was virtual. And you, <laughs> so you even had to run virtual. You had to pay the same, uh, <laughs> you had to pay the yeah. same amount of money. Because it, it was the, it was in, uh, it was in 2020, March of 2020, when the race was the end of March. So right when COVID happened. Oh, right at the beginning. <clears throat> yeah. And they, they weren't sure what to do. And they said, well, we're not going to give you your money back because we, plan this whole race to do normally so they said oh just track your time on your own we'll do a virtual thing and then we'll go from there it was kind of like last minute but not the Mm. same at all running without spectators and people right it's a different way different feeling but it's still uh still kind of good i guess well and i think a lot of people that didn't exercise maybe did and then i heard someone yesterday tell me about covid 20 or something What's that? The co- like the pounds? Yeah, the pounds people put on and stuff. Yeah, like the freshman fifteen, yeah. the COVID twenty. Yeah. Yeah, but I think um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited because it changes the way we do business, right? It'll it'll uh, it's actually it's going to reset people's perception. Yeah, I think. And I don't know what's going to happen to the you know the the, the, the hardest hit, but. Um, yeah, so get, COVID was awesome. Got to stay home, get off the road. <laughs> yeah, speak sitting in my kitchen. <laughs> yeah, with your with your uh, robe on. Yeah. yeah, you didn't have to get all dressed up. That's a good. That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, got to work on my business at head office because I was there. We have an office in Burlington, as you know. Yeah, and I snuck. Remember the pandemic proof party? I snuck in in the two week frame when we could have fifty people outside. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. No one could believe I had a party in the middle of all this. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah you did sneak that in. Yeah, but this studio is a COVID project, right? Yeah, That's right. Yeah, right, guys, yeah. it's awesome. You did a great job. Thank you, you so much. Did a great job. So people got really creative. Yeah, exactly. Now it's going to be creative with what does it what they do with it, right? Yeah, how the, yeah how, how to leverage it how like it this. You going. created this, right? During COVID. Yeah. No. The, yeah. Yeah. The keep the your mind going. Now. Yeah, to keep my sanity, right? 
and talk about crass things. What, so what can we talk about you want me to be crass about? Whatever you want. <laughs> I don't Whatever's know. Whatever's crassing you. It's a Saturday. Morning. I'm not usually crass on Saturday. <laughs> That's your day off. <laughs> sleep in day, right? Yeah, sleep in day. But I don't know, pivoting. But I think that's going to be what people deciding now what they really want to do. I think having all this time off of a job you maybe didn't like, You're gonna we're wanna, finding that in our in our profession, and in, and also with my friends, right? They they want to switch up careers, sort of thing. Well, they say, do we want? Do I want to go back to that, or is this a chance to do something different? Interesting. Right? It's hard. To, it's hard if you don't like what you do. Yeah. Right. The yeah. Passion. And more people than you think. Yeah, are miserable at their jobs is what I've, what I learned from talking to people. They're just kind of in the job because yeah. they needed one, and then they got a little complacent. Next thing you know, th- three years have gone by, and they're in the same job, and they're yeah. Well, they're not living their they're strengths. Not, they're right? not growing. Doesn't yeah. match their strengths. Yeah, but I think a lot of you know a lot of the people that did get through this, they just realized what am I good at, what am I not good at, and then how do we adapt to still serving our customers and clients yeah they kind of took a hard look in the mirror and said hey how do i reassess well and i think when cash flow stops then then all things explode right yeah Yeah. shortly after that's a good point working back how to we work together but it's uh it's amazing i think this brought us together with leverage and being able to find like-minded people or someone that could help us do what we weren't good at yeah no for sure right like i could have never written courses you Before? Know, no, no. Yeah. I had lots of content, but I could have never put it into an executable. Yeah, sat down and did the high-level course that people can sit for an hour and and would be accepted by their regulatory bodies, right? Yeah. So, but it's finding course writer, designer. It's just it was really just saying who's it? How can we all network together? And it helped help them too. People helping people. It's well, yeah, like stuff. going to my marketing company and saying, okay, so let's just keep going five times more than we did before this because <laughs> we had to get lots of information out yeah right and and that helped his business kept all his people working kept them yeah yeah kept, gave them a project to work on for yeah sure. so i think a lot came together yeah it definitely goes both ways <clears throat> and the and the um the speaking like are you still gonna get are you still getting offers to do speaking once things open up again well, like in person, and will you will you do them, or will you just say, "Oh, I'd like to stick to the virtual"? Yeah, so that's. I don't think I'll ever go back on the road and and speak like I did before. Yeah, not because of opportunity, just by choice. Yeah, right. And so, a big thing about speaking is trade show. They're attached to trade shows. Mm-hmm. So until trade shows open back up with in person, now there's lots of trade shows that have done virtual. Okay. Right, but it's very. I mean, it's adaptable, but it's very different. You're on a computer, and a trade shows about networking, all the dinners, all the people that, in my profession, we've known for decades. Yeah, Inter- intermingling between all the. Yeah, a lot of you know, a lot of great things are created when people get together at a business trade show. Yeah. For sure. So the speaking was attached to that. So until trade shows open back up, now I did a I did a trade show virtually. Really. For ninety minutes. So what happens is they pre-record it, and then. On the date the trade show is, they play it, and I come on in the last 10 minutes and answer questions. Oh. Yeah, it was a very different way. Yeah. that I, It wasn't like a webinar or like this where you just, we just have a conversation, yeah. right? 
So we pre-recorded it. So at the end of it, all the the people that were signed up to watch it, then I had to answer all their questions in writing. Like there was like eighty-eight of them. Jeez, it was a big. It took me Q&A. the rest of the day. It was a big Q. Whereas before, just raise your hand, yell it out, right, and we're bantering about yeah, it. Yeah, it's very back different to have to answer in writing with yeah. grammar, spelling. No. <laughs> No, thanks. I write like a run-on sentence. Yeah. I'm just one big run-on sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Me too, yeah. Yeah, I did, we did a lot of writing, though. A lot of articles, a lot of... Because I couldn't talk, so I said, you know what, I, I'll, hey, uh, I'll talking, write it. You're talking with your pen on the paper. Yeah, give it to proofreaders to put periods and capitals in it. Really? <laughs> yeah. Editors, yeah. Yeah, editors. That'd be a tough job. I would not be able to do that. The amount of patience you'd have to have. Oh, it's very detailed. But you know what they say, how to proofread... Um, someone just told me this last month, um, how to make proofreading easy is read it backwards from right to left. Really? Read your sentence backwards from right to left. Really? Yeah. Because our brain's used to what we think we wrote, it's used to how we think it's spelled. Yeah. But when you read it backwards, I haven't tried it yet, but I just... I'm just learning how to read forwards. I, I don't know <laughs> if I'm ready. Well, you might like reading right to left. That might be more <laughs> natural. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, but uh, it's like I said, the next year is going to be interesting. Yeah, we'll see where it goes from here, right? Well, and I spend more time at home, right? I still have clients. There's, there's going to be still need to be places to go. But the big thing was I built a training center at mm. my office. So that's been empty for yeah. 18 months. Where you would do in-house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where people would come to us for training and workshops, and right? Yeah. So... That I don't see starting back up at at the same intensity either. Um, and our first one maybe being January. Oh, not until January. Okay. Well, you know, because we're, so we're coming out of this, but no one's going to say we've learned to live with it yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess you're right. They uh, they could lock it down again. I hope. I really hope they don't. But No, I don't think that. I just, no, I think we figured we have to learn how to live with COVID. Yeah. Is at this stage. For the foreseeable future. Well, to stay open, to yeah. stay functioning, right? But I think, uh, and then all the different rules all over the country, right? So I wasn't eating in a restaurant here, but when I went to BC. You could go inside. Yeah, and it's like, it's very different rules. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. And yeah, same thing in, same thing in Alberta. You can, without masks, Well, now, inside. Yeah, they would say that part of the country probably was more liberal or at different stages than Ontario. Mm. But Ontario had a lot of firsts in North America, <laughs> right? First for what? Well, the only one with no golf, the only one with no gyms. Yeah. The only one, like, I just remember, oh, wow, Ontario's coming up yeah. as the number one this, the number one that. Yeah, we <laughs> or were the always, only, I guess, we I were should always say. The last, we were always the last region to open up things when, as, when everyone else in North America had them open. It was, <laughs> we're always behind the eight ball a little bit, but hey, that's... Uh, that's just how it went, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, like as an as tired of I as tired as I am of talking about COVID because it's like beating a dead horse sometimes. It's just well, on I and on. But it's good to get your perspective from uh, having a business and running it through this whole thing. Well, I think it's not so much COVID we're talking about. It's how did how. What happened? How did we respond? Right. Mm. Responding to a situation. Yeah, and I don't. And no one can predict, I don't think, what's actually going to come out of this yet. Yeah. But I think focusing on the good things. There's a lot of positive things. Yeah, no, always, yeah, it's always 
Yeah. Now Good that everyone's back on the roads, the road rage is, I find, better. It's funny that humans have more road rage when there's less people on yeah. the road. Oh, do you think there's more? <laughs> oh, road, yes. I mean, Carrie would come over. She goes, I just got honked at and yelled at four times in like five kilometers. Now, we're not known to be the most best, the best, most attentive drivers. No, you're <laughs> apparently definitely not. I, apparently, I don't signal yeah. with my 16-year-old tells me. She's my new driving instructor. <laughs> it's good, though. Yeah. When you drive for a while and you're, you get, you don't get lazy, but you're just like, oh, I don't have to signal. Like I, I know how to drive. Or so you just leave the signal that. on all the time. Yeah, you just leave the signal <laughs> no one on. Knows what you're Where doing. am I turning? Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, but it'd be nice to have uh, to not have to drive. But I get you can't take Uber everywhere. That wouldn't be cost effective. I don't think. Well, what do you mean? Went to doing our own driving? You mean? Yeah. Oh, I'd love to have a driver. Yeah, or a driver and a pilot. And a pilot. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so could you rent? Could you rent the plane? No, then, I want the pilot to fly me everywhere when I want to go. Yeah, that's, that'd be sweet. <laughs> yeah, and a driver. And a driver. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. Yeah. Mor- I can get Morgan lots Freeman. Of, lots of work done while someone was driving me. Yeah. Well, I guess they're going to have. Or do they have self-driving cars? Or they're trying to come out with those? Yeah. Yeah, I can't. That's probably beyond my years to even yeah. visualize. I'm a visionary, but that's like. <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's what they're trying to, trying to go for. I don't know if they're doing it anymore, but Tesla did. Have, we're trying to make prototypes or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think um, actually one of my um, colleagues just got a Tesla, and she said they're going to be getting rid of gas cars. I went, what? Yeah, not. Next year. Not next year, but um, I just can't imagine having a car where I have to find a charger for. I can hardly keep my phone charged. Yeah. Neither, <laughs> can, neither can Zach. He, he's always losing his phone charger. Oh, I have like 12 somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, you know what? She's, she said it can go 500 kilometers Five? on one charge. Okay. So that's... Is that kind of similar to a tank of gas? I have no concept of that. Depends what you're driving and how yeah. efficient it is, but I don't know. I've never, I've never even been in a Tesla before. I've seen them. Yeah, they're they're a little exp- on the higher side, price point. Well, I think they will till there's more of them, right? Yeah, till oh, more people do. Till there's more in production, yeah. then they'll then they'll come yeah. down. That makes sense. Yeah. No, but um, can you? <clears throat> was there any? Uh, was there ever any cases of at dental practices having uh, having transmission of anything? Of any COVID or like, was there disinfectant stuff you guys had to do like other oh, yeah. places? Yeah. So there was, yes, there was, there was probably eight or nine things they had to do to get ready to reopen with closed rooms, right? With closed rooms, with aerosols, with all the, all the equipment, new procedures, new processes. Yeah. But dentistry as a whole, as far as a sterile, clean place to go, I mean, they're, they're stellar with their infection they control. They always are, yeah. And I, I can't say there wasn't any, but as far as that being a place for catching COVID, absolutely not. Yeah. I mean, they put up the barriers, they closed the rooms, they spent millions of dollars on renovations. On all that, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, because every office is designed different. Yeah, different layouts. Right? So some of them had to do construction, custom. right? Some all the plastic barriers. I mean, we're living a life of arrows, decals, stickers, yeah. and questions and barcodes, yeah. right? I think that's the what's exhaust that's the exhausting part. Yeah, the QR codes everywhere you go. And arrows I can't ever follow. I get yelled at all the time. 
because I don't look down when I walk. I look up. Yeah. So <laughs> they should put them at eye level. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, there's lots of signs. Yeah. You're right. They're all on the floor. Yeah. Dangerous to walk looking down. Yeah. There was a. Uh, that was. I was reading. Uh, I was reading last night about this tornado that they had in Barrie this week, and the. The uh, the guy so it was the one street they showed and it was hit particularly hard. Well, remember we saw it last night. Yeah, but it was hit particularly hard, and the and the woman's car is rolled over on her driveway like it's upside down, and her and her shingles are off her roof and then she goes into her uh, she goes into her bedroom, and it's like the ceiling's caved in and she's like yeah like hopefully hopefully I can clean it up and we can still sleep in here tonight and I was like what. The roof is like this. It's going to be leaking. I didn't understand why she wouldn't just leave and go somewhere else. Well, maybe she had nowhere to go. But wouldn't the insurance companies give them a hotel or something? Yeah, but have you ever tried to call an insurance company when you need a claim page? Oh, uh, good point. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a human for about nine steps. Yeah, it takes. Uh, they'd be on the phone for here. What's this number? What's your policy? <laughs> right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think, um, well, that made the news because, why did it make the news? Because there were so many houses? Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I think it was uh, an F2, I think they call it. So it wasn't, it was, I think it's the scale, the F, the Fujita scale right. or something. But yeah, it was just weird. Uh, <clears throat> it wasn't, it was just one neighborhood on the, on the southeast side of Barrie, I think. It didn't swoop, sweep through the whole thing or anything. So, yeah, because tornadoes are like doors, like Wizard of Oz, right? They can pinpoint. Yeah. Pinpoint places, not hurricane, right? Yes, yes, sorry. Yeah. A hurricane does more widespread destruction. Yeah. Whereas a tornado is more, yeah, more isolated to one area. Yeah, so they'll have to have all those houses rebuilt. Yeah, shit. There's no question, right? Yeah, what a, what a crappy, uh, what a crappy Friday. Yeah. <laughs> you could, too bad you just didn't, still didn't have your Airstream. You could rent it to them. Yeah, I could Airbnb it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good. Yeah, could have done that. Because yeah. don't you? Aren't you working on a bus right now or something? No, I got rid of that. You got rid of that. The the all the wiring I did, the rats chewed through it. Oh really? Yeah. The rats in the bus. Yeah, they were. Yeah. That you were. can't. That you can't prevent from coming in. You mean? Well, I, yeah. I just didn't know they were. I didn't know they were in there because they were behind the they were behind the stuff, and then I took it off. Oh, yeah, they took it off anything. and rewired it, and then they came back in and chewed it all up. But it wasn't uh, it, it it was too much work. I didn't have time to do the yeah. whole thing because it was a full gut and re. I didn't have the time. I could have made the time, but well, with your running and all the other stuff, I just, right? I just prefer doing this than uh, than other than yeah. other side projects really. Well, it's great talking to you, Quince. Yeah, and we haven't been talking any shit. Normally, we're there's more shit talking going on, so this is nice. I like it. Well, I am 55, honey. There's no age limit on <laughs> shit talking. Well, I guess shit talk. You just got to give me a topic for shit talk. You've heard <laughs> me do lots of shit talk. <laughs> Maybe not to be recorded. <laughs> right? <laughs> not to be recorded. No. Well, it's, we've had great fun together. It's just how it just. I think it's in my human nature to just, uh, to just when something's frustrating me to just. To just let it out, how I'm feeling about it. Yeah, well, it's and it's healthier. very easy. It's people make it easy f- for you to find uh, qualms with them sometimes with the things they say or the things they do. Just people in general, 
yeah. they, they can be very stupid sometimes. Or judgmental. They can also be very smart. Yeah. Well, we're all different, right? I think it's, it's funnier the stupid things people do. Yeah. Because <laughs> anytime you go back on a story when someone did something stupid. Well, remember, stupid's a matter of the beholder and common sense is not common. If we just accepted that. Yeah, common sense is Everyone so is, right? <laughs> yeah. What we, how we, we see it isn't how they see it. Yeah, we all definitely have some stupidity in us, I would say. At, from, at certain times. Or, yeah, maybe a bad choice, a bad decision. No. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you call it ignorance or stupidity, whatever you call it. Well, no, ignorance is ignoring it. There's a problem, right? Yeah. You can't solve a problem if you don't know how to define it, as I say. If you don't know how to define the problem, what do yeah, you mean? Yeah, a lot of people don't actually know what the real problem is. <laughs> they They're know what just... their feelings are. They know what emotions are. They know what their judgments are, their perceptions. But until you figure out what is it we're solving. Yeah. It's hard to find solutions. Interesting. Yeah. Works that, in conflict too, right? Yeah. I guess that would make sense with uh, with addiction. That's why they have interventions for people because the, the addicts don't know what the root of the problem is. That's why well, they, they want to mirror how they're showing them. up. Yeah. Right? As I say, look look in the mirror, not out the window. You'd like be a that. lot happier. Look in the mirror, not out the window. That's our episode name. Is it? Like that, yeah. Look in the mirror, not out the window. Not out the window. <laughs> Everywhere you go, there you are. You don't get me going. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's a Jay, Jay's saying, yeah. Everywhere you go. Wherever you go, there you are. Or about the, as I said to my girlfriend, so who's the common denominator in the same events you've had happen four times? <laughs> four times. <laughs> four times? It's you've you. had the same thing happen and you go on and on about it. I go, you're the only common person yeah. that was there every time. <laughs> that's true. That's so true. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Well, not everyone wants to live self aware, right? It's their choice. Yeah. I think it's healthier too. And it's, yeah. Well, it's more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's good to be, yeah, it's good to be in, in know touch who with you yourself, are. In yeah. touch with your emotions and, yeah, and all that. Head, heart, and gut, right? What? What head, heart, and gut? What do I think? What do I feel? And what's my what's my gut say? Huh? Yeah. Head, heart, gut. Remember when we did your? Remember Colby? That instrument that I do on assessing oh, people's yeah, yeah. unique ability, where their energy's highest. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It shows you how you yeah how you problem solve and how you learn. Yeah, like Sasha would come out as in the in the creative, right? Because yeah. of his music and that kind of thing, right? Zach same would come out a different type of Colby because he loves philosophy. Okay, gotcha. Right? Like, when people are doing what they love, you can tell. That's when it's contagious. Yeah, no, 100%. Right? So when you did yours, you were a mediator. You can adapt to every single human on Earth, up or down. <laughs> like by everyone loves Quincy. Yeah. And, you know, you think about it. When you were little, I used to say, we used to, everywhere we went, because you and I traveled a lot, right? I used to say Q stands for question. Yeah, and definitely naturally curious. <laughs> yes, you would ask definitely. questions <laughs> 24 hours a day. Yeah. But you can, you, it's funny, when you get older, people, people get weirded out when you ask questions compared to when you're a kid. Because when you're a kid, it's like, oh, it's like an innocent, they're just naturally curious. When you're, uh, when you're older and you ask people questions, it's like, whoa. Well, think about it. I always say, we're all born into this big ocean and then as we grow, it becomes a small hot tub of limitations, traumas, upsets. <laughs> right? So it's, it's gradually shrinking. Well, it's, yeah, it's, what's the story, right? What's the story, yeah. What's your story? What's your story? Or your narrative. Are you going to, so are you going to write a book? Like a, would yeah. you ever write an, uh, like an autobiography after you're done working? Of my whole life? Yeah. Or of your professional life? Well, I mean... I couldn't. Twenty-five people would buy it. <laughs> yeah. My direct family, <laughs> right? 
but I never thought really so much of it. I, I, I need to do a book for um, the dentistry for leaders. A book about uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm and, building up all that, uh, building up all that. So, a book, yeah, a book is actually not as big a deal as it, it I've been making it. Really, right? But I've lots of books in me. Have been told. Lots of books. Lots in of you. books in me. But I think for business, I would. I've never quite thought about doing an autobiography. That's just the only bu- books I pretty much read are autobiographies. Right. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it could be a little bland your autobiography. Oh no. For someone who's not in the in the in the dental realm, but you have you well, still. But it wouldn't be stories. about dental, right? So the autobiography would be, be right? more about life. Yeah. yeah. Right. Firstborn. Four parents and grew up in Oakville and went to Tennessee. Right? Yeah, then had had Aaron. Yeah, at, had Aaron at twenty two. Yeah, all the work of my in Bal, also in Thailand and the Buddha monastery that I yeah. went to. Getting your getting your good yeah. juju's taking realigned, seven yeah. years to learn how to meditate. <laughs> so did you meditate with with the monks? Or did yeah, you, so seven you, seven days. Seven days. Yeah. So we. What did you guys talk about? Oh, it's Sanskrit. You don't talk. I'm kidding. Yeah. And I had to wear a thing in silence, and I got reprimanded. I didn't talk for seven days. I did not say that's one. H- that's hard to imagine. No one could believe me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. I have the proof. Yeah, so we did. We woke up. So yeah, that was it. So what, what, ha- what happened is I won this. Uh, some yoga studio. Because when I used to travel, I'd go to the... F- f- do yoga for f- the first free sessions free for newcomers. Yeah. Well, everywhere I went, I was a newcomer. Yeah. Well, I must have filled out a ballot. So I get this call. They said, we've been looking for you. You've won a trip to Thailand uh, to learn Buddhism and blah, 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 right? Yeah. And then I said, is this a joke, whatever? And then they gave me all the information. And I said, uh, they said, but you have to leave in two weeks. We've been trying to find you for three months. I said, what date? They said, December something. It's right before Christmas. Yes. Okay. I remember. So I just said, yes. Like, My yeah, adventure is, I said, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? Um, and then I realized how much the flights were. They didn't cover the flights to get there back. Yeah, that was okay. Those are expensive. Yeah, yeah so, so in order to get, it, they don't just do tours of people coming and living with monks. It's very serious. Yeah, I don't right? think they would want, yeah. Right, but they, um, so in order to get the full week to live the life of the monk, mm-hmm. You, they, we had to go do this elephant test. It's called an elephant test. Oh my god! You the had to scariest ride an day of my life. No, so they dropped. They brought us to our. They brought us to an elephant in the wilderness, and there's elephants. Yeah. They assigned us each one. This this little boy called him a hood with no front teeth, and this instrument came out. A hood. Didn't mahood. It's called mahood. So children that are born to raise elephants are mah- called mahoods. And basically, they said, you have 12 hours to take care of this elephant. It's yours. You've got to feed it. You've got to clean up its poop. You've got to take it for a bath in the swamp. You've, all, it's 12 hours. It's 120 degrees. And it, like yeah, mosquitoes the size of my freaking head. Yeah. Bugs. Oh, my God. It was brutal. So they said, so I said, I need, what's the point of this? They said, if you can connect with the world's oldest animal... An elephant's the world's oldest animal. Yeah, they live like over a hundred years. I thought, really? Well, I'm not saying. Don't quote me on that stat as the oh, okay. oldest, oldest. But then, I mean, a hundred years. Yeah, they we live get over a fact check. Hundred yeah. years, and when they say an ele- you know, memory like an elephant. What yeah. that means is, once an elephant meets you and bonds with you, they'll never forget you for the, ever, 
for the rest of time. Wow. So at, they said the goal is at the end of the day is when you all bring your elephants back in, if you've connected with them, when you walk up to their left side, they will lift their legs so you are, and so you, as a ladder for you to get on their back. So you can hop on. I'm like, oh my God, what if my elephant doesn't do that? Oh my God. Like it was, I was, I was crying, talking, praying. You were I praying. I named my elephant. What'd you I, name him? <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck, fuckity fuck. That's what I named him. <laughs> I was so terrified. Like I had to go into this like swamp, like this black swamp and like bathe it and I just yeah. kept saying just lift your leg I want to go to the monastery I want to go to the monastery <laughs> lift it they're really probably testing our endurance actually yeah. more than anything and your patience right? yeah. yeah so there was uh, 15 of us so we walk our elephant in and I'm <laughs> like a, you're exhausted you're, like you have nothing out there with you yeah like not no bags like nothing just a gallon or elephant yeah just a pair of shorts a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> that, that poops like as big as this room. Oh, massive shits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways, um, we we walked it, our elephants in it like a parade, and then the mahood comes, they bless it, and then they come to me. I'm number four in line. All three didn't do it, and mine did. There you go. Mine did. So, you might, were you yeah. going crazy? I sent you that picture. Oh, yeah. Everyone says, that picture, you look elated. I go, you understand 12 hours taking care of this elephant. And it let me get on top of it. So then I had to take the kids in the village as a thank you for letting me play with their elephant, believe it or not. Oh, <laughs> I was yeah. not playing with this elephant. I was trying to stay alive. They're yeah. huge, right? But, they're, yeah, but they're, at one point, I kind of thought it would be okay because the elephant laid down on his side. And with... His ear kept doing this. I know nothing about elephants. I don't have a phone to Google how to yeah. pet an elephant. Like I, proper I have way, nothing, yeah. right? But I could tell, so I could sit on his belly. Okay, yeah. Right? I was just like, I didn't know. I could have been trampled. <laughs> could have been trampled, squished. Anyway, so that was great. So, yeah, so then we go to the monastery, and it's basically you wake up at five, you chant on your knees for three hours in Sanskrit that you don't even know what you're saying. How did it, how did it go? Um, the chant? Did I show you the video? Is no, can you recreate? Well, can no, they don't let us it? video, but they, um, on the last day. Can you recreate the chant here? Like where? No, Sanskrit, no, no, no. It's um, Is that a language, Sanskrit? Yes, and it's not phonetic, It's but it they, they give you something to read, and then what you end up doing is whether you know it or not, because of the repetition and the tone of everyone doing it, okay. it's massive chanting. Interesting. In the whole, like the whole uh, area of the church, there's there's no people in there. It's no. like this is what the monks do. Okay. Then after that, they don't have chefs and rest like kitchens and all that. <laughs> Basically, it's a cement room with a bed, a sink, and a toilet, like a prison cell. <laughs> and they took away everything, but I was able to keep my journal. I wasn't right. supposed to journal. It was all about silencing. Going to a, you know, so why I went there is I took five years to learn how to meditate. This was transcendental meditation. So they were, the goal was to transcendental, where you see the third eye, where you the see third the, eye. the third eye. Well, we have, you know, uh, what the third eye is right. Well, in a man, yes, but I'm talking in the chakras in the spiritual oh, in the world. Chakras, gotcha. The third eye is right here in the core, right? Yeah, and your chakras go down. 
your, your center, okay? So transcendental, like meditation is when you're, it, it's not easy. It wasn't easy for me because you have to quiet, you have to quiet your mind but not sleep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So transcendental is this where you get to a certain level, but it took six days. Yeah, to achieve In a Buddha monastery, like it's not something I could repeat. No. I've tried. So anyways, the, the whole thing was to experience transcendental meditation, which is the highest level before like these lights. So, so gotcha. right? You're, you're, so anyways. Yeah, you're one you with. You can look it up, yeah. You're one with the, so, with the spirit gods. So what we did after chanting, then we, so how monks eat is there's these whole row of these really nice wooden bowls. They take their wooden bowls and they just go through the whole community collecting food. And people just put slop in these bowls, like all kinds of different food. Nice. So they go. It's a smorgasbord. So I had to go out with. I had to clean all their bowls. It's all about servant. It's all about servicing. Servicing. Being a servant, right? And, and their 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 beliefs are amazing. So, anyways, it's, they're simple. I should say. So is it is it is that Buddhist monks they were? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, in the airport, it even has a sign for monks first. They're above the status, <laughs> right? And so anyways, but you, they can't talk to you and you can't touch them. So I'm just there with them, right? Doing their life. Yeah. And then in the afternoon was four hours being led through meditation. Then we go out into the community again with our bowls, get more food, and then we go to bed. Right? Wow. Yeah. So it was, That's amazing. It was pretty intense. So tough. praying, the afternoon was praying. The morning's chanting, so they chant, then they pray. Huh. Right? And then... Uh, sorry, pray, pray slash meditate. So, the the tour guide basically <laughs> she called me and she said, "Lisa, we have to talk." That's <laughs> she, ironic she thing said, to say when you're at a monastery. No, with she said, "I have to talk to you." She said, "Don't," because I have a sign. Like literally, I'm in silence <laughs> <laughs> to remind myself not yeah. to talk. She says, "The head monk needs to talk to you. You have to stop trying to hug the monks." <laughs> I said, oh, sorry. She goes, you can't hug monks. Their sacredness of their isolation from human touch. You had gives. one job, please. I went, okay. I, I apologize. So I went back in. She says, don't say a word. She says, zip, zip it. it. Zip it. Zip it. <laughs> right? But she said, the head monks has high hope for you. So the whole thing is whether you can get to transcendental or not. And That's it's not a goal. failure if you can't. You don't... Meditation isn't a good, bad, or failed, or past, right? Yeah. It was just the ability to quiet your mind to do that. It's very, very uh, soothing, right? No, uh, yeah, it'd be very therapeutic. A lot of people use, yeah. can handle a lot of things. So, anyways, uh, so the last day. So so she said, so the whole thing of this is if you, they the, the monks can tell if you get to that state by watching you. Okay. So if you get to that state, they're going to have a full-blown, on day eight, ceremony for you where all the community comes, right? With their regular service, like their regular service. I'm like, okay, whatever. So this was on a Saturday. On Friday, I got it. You got transcendental. I woke up. You went TD. And every, like I had 20 monks around me bowing. Holy moly. I knew that I got it, right? And you, you I don't remember you it. No, you can't. No, I mean, I would have screamed. No, you're in a monastery. I know, but like when you're overcome with emotion, <laughs> no, I would be like, what? 
transcendental, well, baby. Well, but but remember, Quids, transcendental is the the highest state of peace. You don't go oh, from that oh, okay. to woohoo like a football game oh. when you just open your eyes. Oh, it's like, not that. Your it's mind not that kind of progression at that place. Right? <laughs> I was in shock. I was quite in shock. Yeah, so, that's amazing. Yeah, so they had the big ceremony for him. It was awesome. It was life altering. Like it was just, it was amazing. And then you you know that big wood Buddha I got. Mm, yeah, yeah, the four hundred yeah, yeah. pound because that's what the gift is. Yeah, the big Buddha. Yeah. And they don't. You cannot use Buddha as a decorative ornament. Like they're very strict. You can't. They. You don't use it as like your can't garden. Dress them up. Your garden ornament. Like it always has to face to the yeah. east. Like they have lots of rules around the sacredness of a Buddha. Interesting. But um, I earned it. So I was able to take one home. Like at the airport, I had interrogation. Like I had like massive suitcases of cocaine or something. Yeah, no, right? it probably would have been. But it was all hand carved. But the tour guide said to me, never before has that head monk given someone a Chinese laughing Buddha ever. Because there's different Buddhas for different parts of the world. Really? Yeah. Right? So the Chinese is the big belly laughing one. Okay. Like Confucius a little, right? Confucius. Eh? And she says, never has this monk, because Thailand Buddha is very staunch, the staunch one. It's standing straight, upright. Interesting, I didn't and know She that. said, never have they ever given away a Chinese laughing Buddha to, <laughs> to, someone, to someone for this. I went. To a visitor, that's cool. Well, he, yeah, I didn't even get to laugh or talk to him. Yeah. Or, or hug him or say thank you or anything. I guess it goes to show you how much of communication is nonverbal. You don't have to talk to someone. Well, to... I mean, I teach that. 60% of a message is body language. 60%. Facial yeah. expressions, positioning, all that thing. Yeah, posture. Wild, right? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah, words are only 10. Yeah. Well, that's why we have two ears and one mouth, right? That's so what they, they say. say. That's what they say. Yeah, but I've had lots. And then went to Bali. Eat, so, eat sorry, love this, and pray. Yeah. this monastery was yeah. in Thailand or Bali? Yes, I was in Thailand. In Thailand, in the north. Yeah, and remember I came home and brought everyone elephant pants for Christmas Eve. Yeah, oh, 30 yeah, pairs yeah. of elephant pants. That was from Thailand. But mm. then I went to Bali the next year. Yeah. Yeah, because when, when, uh, when we were in Bangkok and we went to... Um, Wat Arun in yeah, that's right. Um, they wouldn't let you wear shorts, right? So Sash would be fine. He never wears shorts, only pants. <laughs> but yeah, you weren't allowed to wear. Uh, you weren't allowed to. And have you can't your legs show your legs. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's part of their beliefs, right? Interesting. Sarongs and everything. Did you? Because that's right. Because so that trip is when I came back and gave you. Yeah, an that was that, uh, that was night. That was March of nineteen. We would have went. You would have went December. Yes. Of eighteen. Yes, I gave that for Christmas, saying anywhere you want to go. And then I didn't think you'd book it, but you booked it in eight weeks. <laughs> yeah. I go. Oh, we're there's not no, going to wait till next year. There's no time like the present. <laughs> I know. Do it now. It's kind of a family, family uh, mantra. Yeah. Do it now. <laughs> yeah, not big patience, people. Yeah, yeah, but you like Thailand, right? You had lots of great experiences there. Yeah. No, it was you know lots yeah. of fun. I highly recommend it. Are you are you going to go back to another? Are you going to go back to that same monastery? See if you can. Get no, it? no, it's not something you do again. No, no, no. It was a good, great opportunity, right? And it was uh, very enlightening. Lots of when all you have is your own mind. I, I often say that's you know when all you have is your own inside voice, you're always right. <laughs> when all you right, I like that. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're it's justifying your existence, but this is different. This is like, yeah, you do a lot of thinking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, which is good. Yeah, self, at all levels. Yeah. Self-reflection, always yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. And yes. then, like you said, journaling, checking in with yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, like, uh, it's like the way you maintain a car, right? you got to maintain your mind yeah. and your body. Yeah, we got to plan another good trip again. 
Yeah. Uh, What's on your bucket list? What's your bucket uh, list? South Africa. That's right. Cape Town. Because you've been to, to Kenya. Table, table Mountain. Yeah, yeah, I went to Kenya, but yeah, Table Mountain for sure. And what's Table Mountain? It's a mountain <clears throat> that goes. Do you want to climb it? Yeah, it's not. It's not uh, an insanely big climb, but it, uh, it's yeah, it just overlooks uh, Cape Town. There, it's a nice. The pictures look nice that people take of it. Huh, that'd be awesome. I want to go to Dubai. I don't know why. Dubai. Yeah, it's on my mind. I don't know why. It's very. Uh, it's like a big hub of the Multi. Middle East, right? Yeah. Like Very multi Then they industrialize it really fast, yeah. yeah. I don't know anything about Dubai. But yeah. Not sure what there is to do there, but I'd figure something out. Yeah. What to do in Dubai. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, or go back to Bali, my favorite place on earth. Bali's in, Southeast Asia, right? Indonesia, yeah. About Indonesia. Yeah. Yeah, they're not, I don't know how well they're doing through this because it's a lot of tourists, right? But yeah, lots of places. It's a beautiful island, yeah. Lots of places that rely heavily on tourism, for sure. Well, that'll be int- it'll be interesting to see, but we'll we'll always see the world. Yeah, people always love to travel, so yeah, the, uh, all these places will be fine once. Yeah, people can go back there. They'll be they'll be coming in in swarms like they used to be, but just hope it's not just for the elite, for the one percenters. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, ha- it has to neutralize, right? Uh, you'd hope so. You'd hope it's not just for the yeah. For the for the big players, so to speak. For all the, <coughs> oh yeah, all the, all the controllers, as they call it. Yeah. But that's a whole. There's a lot of those. That's a whole different. That's a whole different episode talking about uh, the one percent and all their uh, yeah. all their miscomings and. Yeah. That'd be a good one, yeah. But any, any, uh, I'd like to wrap it up, mom. Sure. But I want to say thank you so much for coming and. No problem. Honey. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I did. It's fine. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of you too. Yeah, we're in this together. You, you're my favorite. Well, you, I like that. <laughs> I'm not supposed to say that anymore. That's but you're record. my. Oh, you're that's my on record. <laughs> I know. Bar's pretty low for the favorite child, though. I'm my favorite. Remember, my two, my two pound wonder. You're gonna hear your birth story a million times while I'm on Earth, right? Yeah. <laughs> two pound wonder at a Forrest Gump movie. Yeah. Oh, do you, can we tell that story since we're on the your first story, honey? Yeah. Yes. Because because yeah, I was reading an article about neonatal units and how much they've oh. progressed. Over the last 25 years, and uh, neonatal is... Neonatal is where babies born that come out of the womb before they're ready. Premature. Yeah, premature. Yeah. Yeah. So how many many weeks in a full-term pregnancy? 40. 40 weeks is a nine-month... Except your sister's was 42, but that's another story. So 40... (laughs) 40 weeks is a full pregnancy. Full pregnancy. So when you have the the baby on the due date... Yeah, so you were 27 weeks... I was 27 weeks out of 40. Yes. So almost half. Yes. And you just came and no one knows why. And <laughs> I thought I I was at, we were at the Forrest Gump, watching Forrest Gump at the movie theater. That's funny. And your dad said to me, you don't look good. I go, yeah, I think I'm constipated. <laughs> but this movie's so good, I'm going to wait, yeah. right? So anyways, and, yeah, I was you white were, knuckling. Apparently I was white knuckling it. So anyways, we... Um, so anyways, it was over, and then for some reason, your dad asked me before when we went out, we just dropped Aaron off in West Virginia, that's what it was, and he said, do you want to bring your health card? I go, why are you asking me that? I don't travel everywhere with my health card, not like you do now. Well, <laughs> right? this was before, these were the red health cards yes. that didn't have the photos yeah. on them. So anyways, yeah, we got out of the movie, and my water broke. So Splash! We went... Yeah, so then, yeah, you know, we went home, my water broke, blah, 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 but you were born 11 minutes after the parking was stamped. 
At the hospital? At the hospital. I was holding you, walking through the hospital, like, with liquid just, like, soaking their floors. (laughs) I was in the elevator holding you. And I remember walking into the... So what had happened is this was so um, so urgent. We had to go to Mac. You were so early, right? Because yeah. otherwise, if we went to the Burlington Hospital, they'd have to airlift you, and you could end up in Winnipeg, whatever. Winnipeg, right? yeah, yeah. Because it's neonatals got uh, like ICU. You've they only heard. specialize it in well, certain, certain hospitals. amount of incubators. Gotcha. Right? Incubators. Incubators. They're called. That's always a trip here. And I was in an incubator. And it's like 89 I'm, days. Because that's where they put birds in, don't they? Yeah, 89 days. Little you chips. were in there. 89 days. Yeah. You came home the day you were due. That's crazy. Yeah. Remember, that's why everyone, that's why Grandma Joan puts her Christmas tree up on that day every year. Really? She does. Fun <laughs> fact. Yeah. yeah. And so is it, was it more, was it stressful though? Because this was in 1994. Was it stressful? Was it touch and go at all? Like after they knew that I came oh, out this oh, early? Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So, when I walked into the the delivery, right, they didn't know I was coming. Yeah. Right? Hey, do you take walk-in? And she said, can you have a seat? We'll work up your assessment. And I see them all in there, all in this room eating Chinese food. And I screamed, you don't understand. This baby's head is in my hands. I'm 27 weeks. All the Chinese food's thrown. Oh, the whole place just <laughs> goes freaking nuts. <laughs> right? There's fried so rice go, everywhere. Oh, my God. So they, so they get me on this. They, they, they lay me down. And then um, I said, where's, where's my husband? Where's my husband? Where's my husband? And they said, He's, we're trying to find scrub pants to fit his legs. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I can't hold him in. This is his, I can't hold him in. He's got to see this baby board. Like, really? That's funny. Oh, my God. So all I see your dad walk. All I remember your dad walking in the scrub pants were like up to his middle of his thighs. <laughs> that's, no, that's how fast you came. It's only size they had. But it was. It was. You know what? It's one of those things. Your adrenaline. I don't. Yeah. When you're, the water broke, you're 27 weeks. Then you just go you're into like, huh. complete fear. Like, oh shit! Of your babies. Something's gonna be wrong. With your yeah, baby, yeah. Right. But yeah. So everyone's like, oh my god, there must have been 20 people. You came out. They. The neon had a neonatal, all those special nurses, right? Yeah. Everything's going crazy. And I remember just waiting to hear you make a noise. Because it was silent. It's like that was like a movie I was watching, but I was list- waiting for you to make a noise. And as soon as you cried, I, I sat up and went, He's going to be a rock star child. <laughs> like he's going to make it because they were all like really scaring the shit out of me. It was kind of like a, yeah, that'd be. I, I don't know if I actually believed it, but I had to say it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, it was up and down. It was up and down. I remember thinking, God, I just want to take my baby home with me, right? But mm-hmm. yeah, so we went back and forth, and I think I, I think eventually the the, the neonatal nurse says you need to go back to work do something else you're gonna get sick here because you're there for hours every day oh right really? and i'm pumping and they're feeding you through this little mi- millimeter yeah, tube because normally normally after you have a baby you go home the next day with your baby right well it depends i mean they don't, you, you, they don't put it in a in a thing for 89 days well not sure. if it's healthy yeah right but yeah when you have a healthy yeah, person yeah so um yeah and there'd be days and they call and say a sodium's drained like it was it, you had so many spinal taps quincy oh 
if you ever saw one done, you you wouldn't believe they, so they did that. They to my you. little two pound, like you were two pounds, two pounds, like you're like this big. They poke you in the they poke you in the spine, yeah. obviously. But yeah, yeah what are they, they looking for? Like fluid? Is that a fluid thing? Q, I've had burritos bigger than you. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, so you, yeah, you. When you came home, you're four pounds. Nice. Right, is getting getting you to gain weight. Yeah. But all I could do, all I could do was, like, I couldn't touch you, right? You just because you have to put your hands in this incubator, like anyone that came to see you, your hands in the incubator and just pat you, like, like in one two millimeter things like this. That's so weird. And then they would they gave me hospital blank, like hospital things, like blankets and stuff that go in your incubator. Mm-hmm. They said take these home and wash them in your smell to get familiar and bring them back and bring back a cassette tape of you rec- of you reading books and I'll play it in Quincy's incubator when you're not here. Right. And then the cuddlers would come with the big boobs when you're allowed to come out. Nice. Or they just come and talk to you and that's where we got the name Ouncy because the cuddler kept calling you Ouncy, not Quincy because your name was was on the incubator like in a big thing. And they didn't put the line through the yeah. queue? <laughs> she calls you Ouncy for two months. Well, well you, you still get called Ouncy sometimes. Uh, not as much, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, when I was younger for sure. Yeah. That's where we got that from. Ouncy. Ouncy, not Quincy. Well, you're, you were just a few ounces. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's funny. Yeah, yeah and then you... Uh, yeah, they. I mean, every day was brain damage or heart condition or because they're so just so little. They don't know, mm-hmm. right? But look at you now, honey. Yeah, I've. Uh, yeah, I've put. I on mean, you might have been the only child that went to kindergarten in an infant car seat, but. <laughs> 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 and I've, so I put little. on a hundred. I put on a hundred and twenty-six pounds since birth, so that's pretty good. Gosh, you're not one hundred twenty-six. One hundred twenty-eight pounds. Right now. Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything that would fatten you up. <laughs> well, one day, <laughs> once the metabolism catches up, well, I'll, be, I'll be puffing out like a, like a blimp. <laughs> yeah. But no, thanks yeah. so much, Mom, for stopping by. Uh, I love you, honey. All right, guys, it's not goodbye. See you later. Okay. And Everything Hurts production. Peace. Bye-bye. Okay, welcome to the Prickly Cactus. We be out here, we talking this and that shit, yeah. Hey, and you can go and check the factus. We talk real shit, not just tissing ass. Sit there harder when we smoking on the stanky. Finger banging shit, and I ain't just talking freaky. Yeah. You like some hey, but don't finger bang a lawnmower. He did that shit, and now his fingers ain't on no more. And you got Quincy looking like a left nut. When he was a kid, he say what when you said what? Now we got a podcast and that shit fun If you don't like it yet, then you can lick a diss, huh? So if you don't want us to break your back, bitch, then tune in Because we talking this and that shit If you don't want us to break your back, bitch, then tune in The podcast Prickly Cactus, Prickly Cactus.